Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 65. I am Bond Diesel. If you are new, this is a podcast mostly about the division, the division two, and the community around it. Uh, and sometimes I'll talk about other stuff. If you are returning, thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. Today, I will have a state of the game recap, title update five speculation, possible gear set changes possible brand set changes. And um, I'm going to ask the question, what is the division? But first, if you want to support the podcast or other projects, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast and gain exclusive rewards and early access to the podcast and other content. Asterisk when I record it in time. I can't do it right now, but I'll try to get back to it ASAP. Special thanks to, gonna mess this up, but Pilidaro for being the newest patron. We're at five. At five more, I'm gonna start recording short little updates just for the Patreon users. Okay, right into the state of the game recap. So this week we had Thylander and Hamish, and they were talking about title update four, bug fixes, and so on and so forth. Uh, Thylander confirmed that the patch uh, that was coming on Thursday, which is the day I'm recording this, June 20th, would fix a few things that Title Update 4 missed or maybe messed up. Uh, the field research bugs for the new gunner specialization, specialist ammo issues, missing UI pictures for some guns, the medkit exploit that everyone's been upset about in PvP, and uh, some remaining arm patch issues with the raid, apparently. Uh, Thylander confirmed that, that Title Update 5 is coming, but didn't elaborate despite Hamish's efforts, so I am going to speculate on my own uh, during the Gaming News, Division 2 News section after this. Uh, Thylander uh, did go on about a bunch of the changes in Title Update 4, uh, but I've covered them you know, mostly last week, but uh, if you want to check out the VOD of this day of the game or the podcast from last week you can get a few more of those details the specialized ammo had an issue where uh, the client and the server um, had a, a disagreement and it made the game think that you had full specialization ammo so it would not let you pick up more um, that was supposed to be fixed on the 20th even though today i've seen some rumblings about it still being an issue with the grenadier uh, but I haven't seen any confirmation of it. I haven't seen it for myself. So uh, if there is an issue, I'm sure they'll fix it quickly. The medkit fix was actually interesting. There was an issue with the animation of being in cover and using a medkit that was screwing up the hitboxes and basically made it impossible for players to be damaged for a short time. Uh, and apparently this was being pretty heavily abused in the, um, the PvP side of things. Uh, the Merciless change was uh, talked about as being a correction and not a nerf. Uh, the game um, the game is definitely supposed to have fun exotic weapons, but not make them OP. Uh, he kind of gave a really good explanation of this better than what I can honestly probably do. So I do highly suggest checking out the VOD. Um, but basically, he was just going on about how 
if you have a gun that's the only gun worth using, um, you you either have to beat it out, or you have to, uh, you know, no other guns will ever be as good, so there's no point in using any of the rest of them. The Firefly skill has been updated pretty significantly, and Thylander was uh, pretty big in the pushing people towards checking it out. I will say I've seen multiple little clips and videos and tons of people talking about how it really is way better, um, way more useful. So don't sit on the Firefly skill. Uh, there are uh, There was a hint and some uh, some thought or some push that the uh, skills may get a kind of a rebalance entirely. And uh, maybe the next title update, maybe after that. Uh, but they do want them to be, uh, you know, similarly useful as the DPS builds and tanks, uh, especially now with the gunner. The, some of the tank builds you're going to be able to make with that um, are pretty silly. And, uh, the, you know, he hinted but didn't really give any specifics. Uh, they did also talk about the brand sets. And if so, as you may or may not know, the brand sets um, only come on certain pieces of gear, some of them will come on things uh, like knee pads and backpacks, but not on the gloves. And there is basically some light discussion about either getting rid of that system and having all the gear have all the brands or about making it more clear which brands are on which parts. So it seems like there's at least some notice of that. So that was the majority of what they talked about. Um, I do think the changes are good. I mean, obviously I'm, you know, always trying to have a pretty positive outlook on, on things that are going on. And, um, I mean, I think some progress is better than none. While none of these patches have been the big major 1.4 that everyone wants and seems to be expecting, um, I, I think that it's a step in the right direction. So uh, that's a good thing, and I'm happy with that. Uh, I do think that some of the changes, you know, aren't obviously the answer to everything but I am um, excited to see where they kind of go with title update five and so on. Uh, the merciless change I think was a reasonable explanation. And while it doesn't excuse, you know, how maybe not very useful a lot of the exotics are, it does give a clear explanation to that change. But I do think people still have a point that it takes a broken gun to make something feel truly exotic and different. But I also think people are being a little um, convenient uh, maybe about not maybe being super honest about just how very, very broken that gun was. And, uh, you know, that is what it is, I guess. Uh, I'm excited to hear that the skills may be getting a boost, but I will still argue, and I've said it before, that the skills can be viable right now. You you can have fun with skill builds. I'm not going to say that they're meta. They're not the go-to choice in builds, but um, they're not as bad as I think people make them out to be. And I really hope... Um, you know, that I think if they're going to be even more powerful than great, that means they're going to be pretty darn powerful in my opinion. So, okay. So moving on to the gaming news, division two news area, um, some title update five speculation. I think a fairly easy thing to guess or speculate about is that title update five is going to be episode one DLC. Uh, I, I highly suspect it's going to be what unlocks that. So right now we know that that's two new story missions at the zoo and at a, a, a presidential bunker, which I assume is basically Camp David. We also know that there's going to be a new game mode called Expeditions, and the first version or the first uh, showing of this game mode is going to be at, uh, at a college campus. 
Um, it sounds like you're going to have three parts of the level to fight through. Um, and as you unlock them, you can go back and explore the ones you've already beaten. And when you get to the end, you get a big treasure room. If I was reading some stuff correctly, it sounds like uh, each of these rooms won't be available at launch uh, of the first expedition. That it's either going to be like a week by week thing or something like that. So the first week, the first room will be opened. And the next week, if you beat the first room, you get the second. I'm like 50-50 on that. It feels a little, if that's true, um, it feels a little uh, uh, artificially lengthening how long it takes to play this. But um, at the same time, uh, we do know that there's going to be some leaderboards and some time trials. And, you know, there's going to be, I assume, some grade in the way that you beat these levels. And if you get the maximum grade on all of them, you get some special rewards. Um, so, so I think that's, um, you know, I think that's cool. So I don't have a big issue with that necessarily. I just, um, I, I just think they need to be maybe a little careful and, and I'll talk about that a little bit more, uh, in, in a, in a little bit, uh, for other things for title update five, I suspect that maybe we'll get some new gear, some new, uh, you know, on title update four, we now have, <coughs> geez, we now have a new um, exotic gear piece which is uh, actually the holster it's a pistol focused holster that you get through kind of like a little mini quest um i also i suspect we're going to get some more exotic guns i suspect we're going to maybe get some more exotic gear um i i'm kind of curious to if we're ever going to get more brand sets i have a feeling we won't um i i suspect that we may just have what we have at least for now uh, maybe you know in year two or something we'd maybe get more gear um i also hope that all the new weapons we get aren't just exotics uh, while exotics are fine uh, we also know that they aren't always the most useful and if anything they often aren't so i would be curious to i would be curious to just being able to get some new guns to get uh, and have all the roles we want and to farm them and, and so on and so forth. I've said for a while, I would love to see like a more tactical M4 model that you know, the P416 is, you know, it's kind of chunky and I really don't like the model that much. Um, even though I like the gun quite a bit, um, that really there's multiple other guns like the MK16 and, and, uh, even like the scar L and stuff like that, which I think are the cool, some of the coolest looking guns in the game, but unfortunately kind of like the first game, they still aren't um, the best really to use. So, um, I, you know, with all those things, I hope, I, I really hope we get some more of those little side missions that you get with the season pass. Uh, those first two are pretty neat and I would like to see more of them. And, um, I don't know, I guess I'm not creative enough to really think too much beyond that, but I am pretty willing to bet that title update five is going to be the episode one release. And hopefully that's coming relatively soon. Uh, I believe uh, my guess is going to be next month and hopefully maybe sooner than later, hopefully before this baby comes so I can actually play it before I go through uh, you know, a month to 18 years of hell. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the other bit of news is if you didn't catch it, uh, Kotaku had an article with Yannick uh, talking about overcoming the backlash. Um, it seems like this backlash is a thing that's just in games now. Um, I've noticed it with literally every single release uh, and even games like the division that uh, released to critical acclaim. And for the most part, um, a lot of excitement and approval from the fan base, uh, you know, they're, 
were absolutely plenty of people who were pooping on the game before it even came out. But honestly, I think that they're just they're getting what they asked for at this point. <laughs> you know, they didn't want to like it, and that's fine. But they're you know the game hasn't been perfect. The release isn't perfect. I can't think of a single game that has been. Maybe some single player games people have been more satisfied with, but even then, I can't really think of any single player games that have released to 100% approval. So they Yannick talked a lot about how they learned a lot of lessons from the first game on how to do things and how not to do them. Um, and but he did acknowledge that you know there there's there's a part of the player base and it can be a very vocal part of the player base even if it's relatively small that will just will just grind through content they make for the game way faster than they can anticipate or or that they intend. And at the end of the day, they they won't be able to keep up with everyone. Um, one thing that even from just my personal experience, I think, you know, at this point everyone's, you know, finished the base game, but I still don't think a lot of maybe the more active community members realize how many of more the more casual players you know, haven't grinded this game for 200, 250 hours already. I think people need to realize that, you know, most people who play this game might be at like 40 or 50 hours and, and, and won't be at, you know, absolute end game, nothing left to do for a much longer. And while that doesn't help them, that maybe there has to be some realization of who the game was made for. But I'll talk about that in a while. Um, he did talk about also how, you know, making new content for the game, fixing bugs and balancing the game are all just completely different silos and that they aren't connected. So it's not like they're, they have people who are making new levels uh, and then they take them off of that to go fix bugs. You know, it's, it's different. It's different teams. And that also means that that may mean they work at different paces and have different levels of complexity. So you have people who are making new content who I imagine are pushed relatively quickly uh, to make new, interesting, cool stuff for us to do. Then you have the bug fixers who probably have the, the most priority, uh, at least, you know, from in, in one outlook who have to try to pump out fixes ASAP. But then you have the balancing people, which, you know, are essentially trying to complete an impossible task. I, I think we figured that out in the first game. It doesn't seem like everyone has figured that out, uh, but, you know, because it seems that there, there's people who still think that their genius uh, passenger seat developer ideas are going to fix the game. If only they could be in there and be the ones making the choices. But I, I just don't think that's realistic. And, um, and And I think that maybe people don't always recognize this. What I will say is there was a quote um, in here from Yannick where he said, we don't um, want to end up in a world where we have to balance things differently between console and PC. That's not the route we've ever taken and we don't want to take it. So I get it. So this was in relation to the talk about the raid, but I really don't think it's just about the raid. At least it shouldn't be. Um, I've had conversations with people in the know and there's basically this idea that if they would balance this game separately between PC and console, you would essentially have to develop two games side by side. Um, and so when you make decisions for one, you know, it's all, it's not going to be the same for the other. You're going to have to make maybe similar decisions, but in a different way when it comes to balancing and so on and so forth. The, the problem is, is that there, there need to be other solutions than, and not just a, well, we just don't want to do that. And and I don't necessarily think that's what they're saying or, or what he said, but it, 
I just wonder how many of the devs are console players. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just I just think it's interesting that I I'm willing to say that my guess is that there's a 50-50 split in the player base, you know, between the two consoles and between PC players. Just from a logistics standpoint, I'll still hold to my guns that there have to be more console players because it's just easier to get in at the $300, $400 price point than the $5,000, $1,500 price points. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll never know for sure. But I'm willing willing to say 50-50. But even then, it's just weird to me that when a game is, in my opinion, pretty clearly designed for the PC, either because it's the preference of the developer or it, it it's easier because of the way the games are developed and so on and so forth like i just i still think that the whole challenge i've seen some people throw out that they would like to see a, a group of eight devs do the raid on console um and and while i'm sure they could do it i i don't think that there's anyone you know i think that most people would say yeah this this definitely doesn't seem like it was designed even a little bit with console players in mind. And when you think about how many of the players are, uh, you know, on that platform, it just, it's just weird. The resistance makes sense because I know what it would entail, but I still just don't think that's a good enough answer. Um, now me thinking that doesn't change anything. And at the end of the day, honestly, doesn't really matter, but it's just, it's, it's a weird, I mean, I have to say that I've always kind of felt like a little animosity towards the console players. I mean, the only person I've ever seen involved with the division uh, play the game on console is Amper Camper, the the the, the community manager in North Carolina. Um, you know, to the point of you know some animosity. Even Massive has uh, the Engon program, which is really really cool and I find really interesting. But it's Massive that literally having a entire uh, content creation channel and scope that is only focused on PC. <laughs> so. Uh, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. PC gaming is very popular and becoming more popular by the day, but it's just, it's a weird message. And, and, and I think I get it, but I just, I just still kind of just tilt my head a little bit at it. But at the end of the day, at least they're saying how they feel. Um, he did float the idea of further raids. Um, you know, the, the raids down the, the, down the, uh, down the down down the course down the down the river, um, maybe not focusing so much on things that you know are so clearly pushed towards one platform, and how the gameplay in the next raid could be based on you know cover mechanics or could be based on skill builds or could be based on you know other things. Uh, he also did kind of wrap up or towards the end of the article also kind of talked about how you know they don't want to do matchmaking for. The raid, which I still have my opinions on, um, but they do want some type of LFG type of system baked into the game, uh, which I think is great. I think that's a good thing. So, um, what's interesting is because, and I think this kind of backs up the point a little bit I've made about maybe they aren't super knowledgeable on how the consoles work and the differences, is that um, at least on Xbox, there's a very uh, sturdy LFG system built into Xbox Live. Um, it's, I don't know how well it's used. I've tried to mess with it a little bit without much success, but, um, you know, if they were aware of it, you would think they'd push it a little bit, um, or at least mention it, uh, to answer a lot of the criticisms. Uh, but you know, that is what it is. It's fine. It's, you know, we, they, they aren't perfect. They, I think they do a great job. And I think the communication has been a lot better in this game than it was in the last one. Uh, it, 
It's just the thing is, is that the communication, just because you don't like the communication or what it consists of, doesn't mean it's not good or better than the first game. So I do appreciate that in a significant way. And you want to know what else I appreciate? I appreciate a mid-roll. Okay, so jumping into a couple quick community topics and discussion before we do some content updates and wrap this baby up. So um, Thylander just today, uh, Thursday, when I'm recording this, uh, proposed an idea, just threw it out there, which I thought was really, really cool. And he basically asked everyone and said, hey, what if we made the gear sets four pieces, but kept them basically the same, but knocked down all the bonuses down to only needing four pieces, which would allow you to use brand sets, uh, you know, a couple of brand set pieces uh, with the gear sets. Uh, you know, what would, would you guys like that? Um, so what I've seen is in the responses, I believe there were a couple hundred at the time I looked, um, was basically a response of that sounds like a move in the right direction, uh, but let's, but we would like to test it on the PTS. Now that still comes to some of my qualms I have with the PTS. Um, I think very, very few people use the PTS for testing. I think a lot more, at least a lot of the visible people, streamers use it as a way to get some quick views and show some people new stuff. Uh, there was a specific streamer who, during the title update for PTS, was literally complaining that uh, they had to they had to do the field research to show their viewers the gunner, and all they wanted to do was do that. And it was just like such a hilariously perfect example of how. Uh, you know, e even some of the quote unquote big names in the game are just doing this stuff to make some money, but that's fine. Um, but I think this is a cool idea. I, I, I would also, I will agree that testing it would be nice. Um, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear right now that the gear sets just aren't really super desirable. I don't think they're entirely bad. I think the fact that two of them are locked behind the raid that most players haven't completed or probably won't, um, I'm not going to, at least at this point, unless I get a group to drag me along. I, after seeing the rewards and seeing now that how it's done, I just not really that I don't care that much. And it's not because it's bad. I think it's a neat raid. I just now I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, I've seen what it does. I don't really have the time right now. I barely have the time to do the things I'm already doing. So, um, but I think the gear sets, even the ones that are kind of locked behind, I mean, they're neat. They're interesting. Uh, but I think that maybe, you know, integrating some brand sets into it would be um, a big deal. Um, I've seen some people float the idea that they should be able to roll talents on top of the talents they have baked into them. Uh, I think that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it, but I could be wrong. I'd be willing to explore it. But more than anything, I suggest you guys um, check this out. It's on my Twitter. I retweeted it uh, at Bond Diesel on Twitter um, and, and respond to them. Something I said, I retweeted it out and I said, hey. Everyone complains about not being heard, about not having their opinions taken and all this stuff. Well, here's a dev asking a very specific question. It, you can give a very specific answer. Uh, it, it doesn't get better than that from a gamer's point of view. You've got a guy who does control a lot of stuff saying, hey, here's an idea. What do you think? And you have a chance. And, and luckily, I'm actually pretty satisfied that most of the people haven't been, you know, dropping stupid stuff on there. But I don't know. It's been a few hours. I'm sure that some of the clickbait, you know, <laughs> creators have already made capitalized, you know, thumbnailed videos with their face looking angry or surprised, you know, with with everyone um, begging everyone to check out their Patreon, patreon.com slash the echo cast. And 
I, I think this is a great opportunity. So I think people should take it. And if they don't, then, um, then shh. <laughs> okay. And then the final thing I'm going to talk about here, uh, besides the content updates is, 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 is just asking a question. I think this is something that kind of comes down to most of the disagreements within the community on this game. And, and what is the division two? So there's a few things we know it is. It is a shooter. It's a shooting game, right? It is third person. It's a third person game. But I think you could argue beyond that what people think it is. It seems like there's lots of different opinions. So uh, I think the main one that I think is interesting and causes a lot of issues is I think a lot of people think that the division as a brand is an MMO. So when you're thinking about MMOs, you're thinking about games like Warcraft and stuff like, and, you know, wow. And, and, and stuff like that. So the division isn't that. And, and what's, and what I find interesting about that is that what those games kind of imply is this nearly endless grind, this nearly endless gameplay where you can put in literally thousands of hours and never finish. Not technically. And the division isn't that. And, and I don't think it was even meant to be. I honestly don't. I, I, I think that the division does have a little bit of like an identity crisis in a lot of ways, whether or not it's a RPG MMO, whether or not it's a PVE game only, or if it's supposed to really be kind of a PVE PVP, uh, it, whether the game was just solely designed for the regular consumer or whether it was designed for just streamers, you know? And, and, and what I think is interesting is we see a lot of this in games now. We see a lot of games trying to find that identity. I would say a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 um, introduced a lot of these like very realistic mechanics, uh, needing to bathe and, and shave and eat and you know all this stuff uh, to take care of your horse. And there comes a line of like, is this really fun? Like, is, does this make the game better? Um, the division has these things where you know. We didn't add a lot of things. You know, there's no thirst mechanic in Division Two or anything like that. Um, I think a primo example, and, and I'm really sorry if I keep harping on this game, but but Breakpoint to me is just uh, the, the new Ghost Recon game is a game that just so clearly has no idea what it is anymore. Uh, in the original games were these, you know, you had levels, you went in, you beat the level, and you were done. With Wildlands, they tried to make it like an open world game with varying levels of success, I think is a nice way to put it. Um, and now in Breakpoint, you know, when they first advertise the game, they're like, we're adding in this, this, um, this survival mechanics and, you know, and this is really kind of deep injury mechanic where if you get shot too many times, you can, you hobble around until you can heal yourself and take medicine and whatever. Um, and while they did that, which, I'm fine with. I think that's cool. It seems like they were moving towards a more gritty direction. They've also added RPG mechanics with uh, bullet sponge enemies, guns and gear with levels on them, and with talents and like attributes on them. And so, like, like talk about a game that has an identity crisis, right? Um, like, what's interesting about a game like that, about Breakpoint, is it seems like Breakpoint is going to be a really bad RPG, like an almost like pointless RPG, uh, where and where it could have just not had those things and just been a really cool shooting game with some survival mechanics. And instead, they're like, no, let's go one step further. And while I don't think the Division is that bad off, um, I keep seeing comparisons between Breakpoint and the Division. 
which I think is kind of silly because I think from at least an RPG viewpoint, the division is just way better. <laughs> I mean, because it was designed from the ground up. It wasn't just, you know, it's kind of like Far Cry, the new Far Cry game where they just kind of tacked on some RPG mechanics and level gating mechanics for some reason. It made no sense, but they did it just like they're doing with Breakpoint. You know, Division doesn't suffer from that, but it does suffer from a lot of other issues. I mentioned the PvP thing, you know. There's a relatively small but very vocal um, number of players who who just really seem to expect Division Division in general, 1 and 2, to be their PvP game of choice. It's, it seems like that's their only option, is that either it's a great PvP game or it's a terrible game. Um, you know, and, and there's arguments about how, you know, PvP increases the, the life of the game, the longevity that, you know, if, you're, if your Twitch viewership is only 2,000 people at any given time, you're a failed game. Um, and I just, I, I think that that's just a weird take. Um, I, I, I've seen, you know, a lot of the commentary right now is that, you know, like the Division 1 PvP was better than Division 2. And what I think is interesting about that argument is that I don't really have an opinion on that. I don't think that's true, but that's just my opinion. But where I start to roll into a spot where I'm I'm less feeling like it's my opinion and it's maybe more true, which is a is a scary thing to say, is I don't I don't think you if you you know, obviously if you talk to people who like PvP in the Division One, they'll say it was good PvP. But I think if you talk to the entire player base or even if you expanded it out to just gamers in general and introduce them to what pvp is in the division i think most of them especially ones who enjoy more accepted pvp games things like counter-strike and you know rainbow six siege and things like that i think if you if you ask a hundred thousand gamers of all types about the division one pvp i'm pretty willing to put money on that most of them would be like, that's bad. Like, that's not good PvP. It's, it might be kind of fun to to cheese around with it and to, to do the things that you do to be good at it, but it's not the same as... And that's why there's so few people who do it. Uh, there, there seems to be this attitude that because, you know, that there's some, like, elite players that they're the only ones good at it, therefore it's good PvP, but you know, everyone else just sucks. And And I don't think that's true. And so, you know, it comes down to this identity of what is the Division 2? Is it a PvE game? Is it a PvP game? Is it truly a mix of both? Um, that, you know, there's a former ETF person, um, I believe he's Mike's Dumb Thoughts posted, and he basically said, the Division is a PvE game that you can choose to do some PvP if you want. But that all of the negativity around the PvP side of it and how it's just not what people wanted it is kind of tough because it's just not really meant to satisfy that. And and the reason I agree with that point is that the dark zone isn't meant to be this, like who's the best PVP and, and And that's definitely what people think it is. And I would argue with the first game, that's how it was kind of sold. Uh, but I think if you really take a step back and look at what the DZ is, is it's, it's a risky PVE zone where if, P, if someone decides they want to start to kill people, they can, but I think that there's this idea that, that the DZ even was designed to be a PvPer's paradise. And, and the fact that there's literally a rogue loop where, you don't, where you're discouraged from killing people seems to be kind of a push and like, hey, maybe that's not true. You know, and that's okay for you to feel if you think that's what it was, but, but maybe there's not as much evidence supporting your idea 
um, as, you know, as you think or as you wish. And then kind of the final point, and this is something I kind of mentioned earlier, is I think that there's a weird thing about video games nowadays that, like, if, if there's not 100,000 people watching it on Twitch, then it was a bad game, right? And I think what's interesting about that is, at least from my personal taste, um, I don't really like to watch Division gameplay on Twitch very much. Uh, I like playing with other people. I don't mind streaming it, which is hypocritical, I understand. Uh, but anyone who watches my stream knows that my stream is very, very not about gameplay. Uh, it's often me stopping for five minutes and just talking about a subject that has been brought up in chat or, or it may just be me knocking out and grinding some stuff while people chit chat with each other or don't say anything at all. But I don't think that these type of games really lend themselves to, you know, day to day, you know, to a hundred thousand viewers on Twitch. I, I know that destiny two does pretty well, but I think it's kind of unique. It's been out a while. It's got content that is maybe a little more watchable. Uh, you know, the, the division very well may have that one day, um, especially the raids and stuff when they come out. You know, obviously those are exciting as people go for worlds first or or just, you know, try some new challenging content. But the division and other looter shooters, I feel like are just very roller coastery. where when there's new stuff, it's fun to watch. And then it, it's not exciting anymore where, you know, you see games like Fortnite and the Battle Royale games, especially, but even then League of Legends and other games that have always been so popular they they have a more steady base because that's they're they're kind of more adept and so I, I think that there's this weird attitude with some people, especially larger streamers and even small streamers you know there were so many people who you know I won't name names there's no point in it, but there were so many people who you can see they really thought the division two was their money it was their golden ticket either to continue their you know medium sized viewership like people have to realize that the biggest streamers and content creators in division in the division community are relatively small in the big picture right and and then so the small creators in the game are are minuscule and this, and I would consider myself in that boat and and there was a time where I thought that maybe I would get partnered on Twitch off of division 2 and and then my podcast was going to be the most popular thing that ever happened and you know and and that hasn't really happened the, the podcast is doing well when I manage to stream, it's fun and a good enough amount of people show up. I'm happy with it. Um, like when the division two came out, I hit 2000 listens on one of my podcasts for me. That's ridiculous because just a few weeks earlier, I was happy to have a hundred or 150, but am I getting 2000 today? I'm not. And that's okay. I get why it's the excitement's died down a little bit. That's the way it goes. Now I'm sure when, some new the episode one comes out or when year two comes out or the new raid, if I'm more into it, um, you know, right now I'm hovering, you know, under a thousand listens. And to me, that's ridiculous. That's so many people listening to me ramble just like I am right now. And I really appreciate it. I think it's really, really cool, but I didn't, but very quickly and in, in in just in general, I've, I've kind of pulled back on that whole idea that, you know, I don't think there was a single developer, you know, typing on their keyboard with in the back of their mind, man, I sure hope Bond Diesel can quit his job and become a full-time streamer. I sure hope that so-and-so, you know, can, can get a thousand viewers every day for eight hours. I, I, I sure hope that this content I make lets someone play this game for eight hours a day for three years in a row. And, and I don't think that because that's not the game we got. And, and I think if they wanted to make that game, they, they would have, but I don't think that was ever the intent in this game was, you know, they, I think they made it for 
95% of the people who bought it, who are going to play it for 50 to 100 hours, the ones who really like it and are going to stick with it and they're going to play for a few hundred hours, maybe even more. I played the first game for almost 5,000 hours, uh, you know, over three years. And I played a whole lot before I got married. So <laughs> I'll point that out. But like, I just don't, I think that people have gotten in this weird thing. I've seen a lot of commentation where it seems like people, if the game doesn't fit what they thought the game was going to be or what they want the game to be, therefore it's bad. Um, and not everyone thinks that I've seen lots of people who probably are more on my line of thought than not, but they sure aren't as loud. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, that that should be fairly obvious to everyone. So like, what is the division two? I think the division two is a light RPG that's PVE focused and lets people kill each other if they feel like it. And that can definitely be better. If they're going to focus on the PVE side, let's see a whole lot more PVE stuff though. Look at Warframe. It does it pretty well. And I think it's a game for normal people. I don't think this game is for streamers. I, I think you can stream this game. I think you can great, build a great community and find great people through this game. But I, I don't think that the, the average person is going to become Shroud off of the Division 2. And, and here's a weird thing to throw out there. And I would say this applies to me as well. not becoming a partner on Twitch may have nothing to do with the game you're playing. Not everyone's a great streamer. I don't, I don't think I am I'm not very attentive. I'm obviously not very consistent, which I'll talk about, but I, I just think, I think that division and just games in general now, when they come out, get a weird rap because each game has millions of different people's expectations coming at it. And it seems like, you know, there's a vocal minority of these people when the game doesn't reach their exact expectation, it's a bad game. Uh, you know, the division two is not a bad game. The division two should not be someone's worst experience they've ever had with a video game. It's, it's just, it shouldn't be, it doesn't make sense. And if it was, that's a bummer, but I suspect there's more going on there than the division two. So there's my rant. I hope you appreciated it. With a quick content update, I've mentioned it a little bit. The stream is suffering right now. I'm busy on Tuesdays. I'm busy on Wednesdays. I'm training a new person at work starting this week. So I'm busy at work all day. There's a baby coming. I'm fixing up a room. I'm fixing up a house. I'm trying to keep up with this podcast, which I love doing. I'm doing my best. Um, there's people who take breaks. There's people who burn out and hate what they're doing. and or they try to get attention by quitting the game and then coming back. That's not what I'm doing. I promise. I'm literally just super busy and I'll be back when I can. It may be tomorrow, uh, but just be patient with me. And I really appreciate those who are, if your subs lapse on Twitch, it's fine. I'll try to earn them back. Uh, I really will. And, uh, you know, maybe it'll be easier when the baby's here as all the dads laugh who are listening to this. Uh, but you know, we'll see, we'll get there. I'm not going anywhere as much as it would probably make a few people happy. If I was gone too stubborn, it's not happening. Um, I am still planning on doing the Bay diesel stream. She's got three baby showers coming up. So we're going to give her a fourth. We're going to play some games. She's going to, you know, probably end up beating me in something. You guys are all going to laugh at me. I'll put out something. I'm I'm expecting that to be in the next couple of weeks. I've got to figure out what she's willing to do. 
and uh and that's about it for this week so again if you're if it's your first time here i hope you enjoyed the podcast if you're a longtime listener 65 episodes in i really appreciate it thank you so much for checking this out uh, if you like the podcast please follow on whatever platform you are using if you're on itunes please 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 rate the podcast and leave a review if you check out the podcast on youtube please follow the channel subscribe to it like the video comment down below with your questions or insights i'd love to hear them i'm on twitch where i stream multiple times a week when i'm able and i'm on twitter both as von diesel you can find my patreon page at patreon.com slash the echo cast and uh that's all i have so until next time I'm gonna go